across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music. Try this. Hello and welcome to the Hitbox, River Radio's Tuesday night gaming show. My name's Tom and I'm joined by only one of my two co-hosts today. Gabriel, how are we? Very good, Tom, as always. Yeah, I'm not roasting you today. I felt nice. You especially, let me Yeah, especially because Billy isn't here to uh, to laugh with me. So Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You get you, mate. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, uh, COVID-related issues have uh, stopped Billy from joining us live here on the show. However, he has sent in recordings of his game of the week which we will listen to and also his news section so he's going to be with here on the recording for you guys at home to listen to but obviously he's not here with us today so like usual we start off with the game of the week and then we also have an interview which gabriel's taken over and we finish off the show with a weekly news roundup as always you've leveled up so, game of the week time. We're going to do Billy last because I think that's probably the best way to do it. Uh, Gabriel, go ahead, mate. You start first. I'm pretty sure I was first uh, last week. So, Yeah, wicked. So, my game of the week this week is Fallout New Vegas. Okay. Believe it or not, the game was released way back in 2010, but is available to play via the Xbox Game Pass, and I've been putting in a solid good amount of time this week. The game is set in a post-apocalyptic USA, more specifically, as the name suggests, in Las Vegas. Within the story, the city has managed to survive pretty much intact. The Hoover Dam has provided the citizens of New Vegas with clean water and power, which is something most areas lack. Initially, a group called the New California Republic holds control over this area, but as the story progresses, a group known as the Legion led by a dictator who calls himself Caesar, rather appropriately, seek to overthrow them. You play as a seemingly regular guy, just trying to find their way through these tough surroundings. I personally have not finished the campaign. However, I've heard that there are three distinct endings to the story, all of which are somewhat predictable. A big criticism of the game is that you can't continue with quests after you arrive at your ending and complete the game. Fallout 3 actually had this same problem, and after complaints, they ended up patching it. However, in New Vegas, for whatever reason, they decided not to add that feature. So just as a you know heads up, if you are playing this, make sure you know that when you finish, it's finished and you, you're going to have to create a new save after you've done that, basically. Really, the game is almost identical to Fallout 3 and has the same technical issues and bugs present. Load times are long, lip syncing is a bit sketchy, it does freeze occasionally. Bear in mind, this game is nearly 12 years old, to be fair. The best thing about this game, and arguably all Fallout games, is the freedom it gives you. You can free roam around a very large map, making your own choices as you go. You can be a good guy and help civilians in danger or choose to be a bad guy and put them out of their misery. Obviously, the games are very well designed. The Again, obviously, 
New Vegas is a very old game, so it does lack in the graphics area, but it's a brilliant effort considering how old it is. You get really good choice over your customizing your character. There are lots of perks, abilities, and weapons to choose from as you level up. Additionally, there are lots of side missions, which include up to 100 hours of gameplay. Most of the gameplay includes killing monsters and thugs while helping civilians. This being said, if you choose, you are more than welcome to help the thugs by killing the civilians. It's kind of like... Uh, choose whatever. your own adventure. Exactly. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. Be the good guy or be the bad guy. You choose. To summarize, I think this is a very good game, despite being a bit buggy. Obviously, again, bearing in mind its age. Um, obviously, the graphics are very outdated, as I've said, but, you know, it's a really fun game to play. And if you are looking for a single player game to get your teeth into, I do think this is a good option, especially if you're into your retro gaming. I think this is a really good candidate for that category. So I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10, which I think is a solid rating it deserves. A lot of people do think this is probably one of the best fallouts. Maybe it's probably close oh, yeah. between this and Fallout 4, would you say, yeah, Tom? Yeah, I, I think like this is the problem is I'm not a big Fallout fan. I've only mm. played probably half of Fallout 4. Mm. And it's a shame Billy's not here because I know he is. He's a big fan. Um, mm. But I've always been told that New Vegas was the quote-unquote best Fallout just because of its, I guess, because of its style and because of the way that it was done. I'm not really too sure because I can't I can't really say too much about it, but that's what I've heard. I know my cousin loves the game, so and he's he's good with his games. So I, I believe that, yeah, New Vegas, yeah. best Fallout. No, fair fair enough. And yeah, that, that is uh, my game of the week concluded. Oh, wicked. Spot on. Okay, so I'm going to give you, Gabriel, a little... The explanation of the game of the week that I've chosen, right? And mm-hmm. this is it, this is a hilarious one. And I, you know, I was struggling to pick games of the week. So to be honest, I haven't really been on too much. But I saw on the Xbox Game Pass on PC, like I usually do, a game called Townscaper. And I don't know whether you've seen anything. It's, I feel like I might have seen that. And yeah. I've actually coincidentally been a little bit intrigued by it. So yeah. I'm kind of hoping that you're going to give us a little bit of a rundown. Well, yeah, exactly that. I, I, I was the same. I saw Townscaper roll up on my Xbox Game Pass, like I said. And I was a bit, you know, I was like, what, what's going on here then? It was a tiny game. So I decided, you know, screw it. I'm installing it. I'm going to see what it is. Didn't really know too much about it other than like a few pictures and the video that came up with it. Um, But to summarize completely this game, before I even go on to explain it, it is literally pointless. The game is, the game is pointless. There's no reason why you, there's no reason why this game should exist. It doesn't have any, you know, end goal or anything. I wouldn't even class it as a game personally. There's not really, like I said, there's not really any goals. There's no progression. Yeah. There is there is achievements, okay? So that's one thing. You get to work for achievements. So if there's an achievement hunter out there that wants to complete this game and get achievements and do whatever with that, go for it. But it, it just really is so pointless. So I'll give an explanation as to what the game is from what the few minutes I've played. You literally just place blocks of land on an empty map, right? And these blocks turn either into road buildings, or roads, buildings, or roofs, essentially. 
Okay, I don't think road buildings is a thing. Road <laughs> buildings, roofs, okay? And it just depends on the verticality of the block that you've placed it. If it's, uh, I think you build on water. I don't even know. It's like some bluish land ground thing. It doesn't really look like water either. Um, yeah, and so if you place one block, it usually becomes a road. And if you place a block on that, those two blocks then become a, a house. And essentially all you do is keep placing blocks next to these other blocks that then morph into a quote-unquote town so the yeah you essentially have roads that you can put down houses and then you can put a roof on and you can't choose what they are they just are automatically generated by the the algorithms in place in the game mm-hmm. so yeah like i said that's that's literally all there is um it is spiced up by the choice of having colors so you can choose between yeah over 10 <laughs> colors to paint your town and you, you can't actually paint it you just choose the colors of the the house or the roads that that's literally it um there's nothing else to it the game really like i said isn't a game and i'm really not sure what to categorize it because it for me it's just something to play when you are really 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 bored and i i get i get why it's interesting you know you're generating this town up uh, that's you know due to you placing these blocks in random places and you know you can click like left right and center and come up with this weird wacky looking town with a bunch of bridges or you can just build like three thousand blocks up in the sky and you have a massive tower and it sort of generates it to to look realistic i guess but yeah l- like i said that's really it and it, it the game doesn't make too much sense to me but you know as as the game, you know, it runs fine. Okay. It does the job that it's supposed to do. And it's free on Game Pass right now. So, you know, I tried it. I don't like it. I wouldn't recommend it. But the game serves its purpose. You know, there is no f- flaws with what it's trying to achieve because mm-hmm. it's not trying to sell you. The game description, the pictures aren't trying to sell you anything more than what the game is. It basically is like, uh, there's no really nothing else I can really say about it to be honest and I said this will probably be the quickest thing the quickest game of the week section I've ever done and it's really hard to describe anything more than this game like this is literally it go try it you'll see what I mean but yeah it's just stupid really I mean to me it sounds very much like a really appalling version of Sim City in the sense of like sort of same same idea but then you don't even have a population to kind of cater for so no. it's like there's no purpose no and I think it would the game would you know it has potential to be something but it's not it doesn't it's not trying to be these things like it's not trying mm. to be sim city there is some cool stuff like sometimes if you place a, a block in a certain way there's some birds that come up and sit on the uh Ooh. on the roof so yeah there's that <laughs> Very so there's life there's life in this world and when you plop the uh the blocks on the water or whatever it makes like a splash sound and you know it's animated and whatever but there really is nothing else you can build over a top of a road and try and make a you know a bridge <laughs> i'm really pulling at straws here to be honest i genuinely have just explained the whole game and there's nothing else to it uh, at this moment and so I'm, I'm just trying to extend this game in a week topic as long as possible so yeah let's get down to business right the game serves the purpose that it's designed for it's completely pointless but it's free and you should try it just to see what I'm on about. So go. Maybe he's wrong, guys. You know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I 
have only played 10 minutes of it and the game unlocks after 10 minutes. I'm not too sure. But from what I can tell, Townscaper is just to satisfy the randomness of whatever it's trying to be. I'm really not too sure. But yeah, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. It's not a 4 out of 10 like last week's because that game was actually bad. Okay, this game... I can't call it good. I can't call it bad. It's just a thing and it exists and you should try it. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Interesting. Yeah. I was expecting very much for that to be a, a one or a two, but I'm, well, I'm, I, I like the consideration you've made to kind of take into account the game's aim and missions and purpose to give you that rating. Do you know I th- what I mean? I, I think if it didn't have colors, it would be four. The colors okay. are probably the biggest part of it. If it didn't have achievements, I'd probably take another point off of it. And if it didn't run properly, I would probably take it down to a one. But it's got those things, and I've got to give credit where credit's due. The game runs, and sometimes in this day and age, that's sometimes not even a possibility when loading up new games. You know, sometimes games don't run and don't run well. Like, this game runs fine. I know it's not doing anything, (laughs) and I know it's not necessarily graphic intensive, but it does it, and it works. So credit where credit is due, like I said. So yeah, 5 out of 10, I think that's fair enough. And hopefully, Billy, when he sends in his recording, which you're going to hear now, uh, gives a better uh, rating to a game than mine. So take it away, Billy. Hi, guys. Sorry I can't be there today, uh, but I do have a game of the week. Uh, I don't think either of you can have heard of this one either, actually, uh, except when I briefly mentioned it when we were discussing so we, we don't collide uh, my game of the week's. Speaking of collision, it's an oddly good segue for this game. This game is Cluster Truck. I, I picked it up very recently. I was very excited about this one. Um, in Cluster Truck, you it, it's sort of like a parkour game almost. So you, you're getting from you know your beginning point to a, to a goal as quickly as possible. Um, but that goal is usually carried there. You're usually carried there by trucks, which is why it's called cluster truck because most of them don't make it to the goal and you have to jump between them and there's a bunch of powers and stuff so you you can you know uh so so the only power i've managed to unlock so far is it is basically a a second jump in the air Uh, so you can jump and then you can take another jump off you know at midair um which has been really really useful sometimes because you can do stuff like uh throw yourself forward to get to a slightly further forward truck or jump over an obstacle um, because yes, there are obstacles. It's not just like a bunch of trucks on a flat plane. Uh, the, the ones I'm going through, sort of right now, have a bunch of like wooden bars and stuff. And if you touch them, you also you also lose. Because yeah, if you, you touch the ground at all, you lose. You have to stay on on the trucks. That's the point. Um, or rather, you have to stay on something. I think it's probably best to say you have to stay on something that's uh, moving. I think is the is the idea. If you touch anything that's standing still, you instantly lose. Uh, but there are a bunch of other powers. There's there's a super hot power that looks really interesting, but it's it's that you have to buy these powers. You earn points by doing tricks and by finishing levels faster uh, and just by finishing levels uh, and also by like getting airtime and stuff. Um, but the, the super hot power is like really expensive, so I haven't got that one yet. I'm, I'm very excited for it because it'll, I suspect it'll be really interesting because I'm guessing it's, it's you know, the, the time moves when you move thing from super hot, which is great fun as a mechanic um and yeah i, I think that'd be really interesting it, it's a good game um i haven't put as much time to it as i'd like yet uh and i suspect it's going to be it i suspect it's going to be one of those games where you go back and replay a lot of levels 
you know, it's like, oh, I want to see if I can get this done faster. I want to try it out with my with this power. Because like there's there's uh, instant trucks where you can throw down a truck and there's a temporary time stop and there's a grappling hook and a jetpack and all that sort of thing where you you gain different ways of doing the same levels. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. And there is there is like a leaderboard, so you can you do get ranked in speed, how fast you finish every level against other people. And there's one with abilities and there's without abilities, which is quite interesting as well, I think. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a, I think it's a pretty solid game. Uh, I'd say I'd have to give it, oh, I, I think it's worth about an eight. It's a, it's a solid game. It, it's not like, again, it's not one of my like, favorite games of all time, but it's a pretty solid game. You've leveled up. Hello and welcome back to the Hitbox, where we have reached the second section of the show, which is, of course, our interview section. On the show today, we have a very good mate of mine who goes by the name of George Blundell. So, George, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, Gabriel. Thank you. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your gaming background? So yeah, so um, I went to school with Gabriel, um, so I'm a recent graduate from university, just moved back home now. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much. University gang, yeah. Yeah, university Ooh. gang, of course. <laughs> bit weird, obviously, doing university during COVID, but oh, it nice yeah, to have gotten the degree, um, nice to be back home as well, nice to be back with my mum. That's all that matters. Um, got to look at the positives, um, yeah. obviously a very different lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, so my, my gaming background really comes from well, to fair play, playing with Tom, playing with Gabriel back in the day, really, Come especially on. like in the early Xbox days. All the, all those, all the games back in the day, especially even when my first thing was the Nintendo DS. So, oh, fair. I've, we've had. I was going to say we've got we've had a lot of people that are DS fans. I know Billy, who unfortunately isn't with us today, but he's a massive Nintendo DS fan. So, oh, yeah. you know, we, I think we, we all love were. DS. Of course, you know what what a device that was. If you didn't have a DS in primary school, you might as well have just got got lost. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> right. So now you've given us a little bit of background. I think we can jump straight into some questions, then, George. Why not? So first one. What was the first video game you ever played? So. Go, so this, yeah, going back to the Nintendo DS. So I think it was, so it was the 2006 Christmas. So my sixth Christmas, six years old, and I got the Nintendo DS. Um, that's my Christmas present, obviously. Mm-hmm. And FIFA 06 was the first game I no got. No way on the FIFA DS. 06 on the DS. Yeah. How so is that even possible? Wait. It was actually so funny enough. It was really quirky. So for example. And like FIFA's nowadays don't have this feature, or I don't yeah. think they do. You used to be able to use the stylus, create your own little club emblem, own club name, like design it. it. So I remember back in the day making my own little teams, little Little Green FC, Maidenhead FC kind of thing. <laughs> like, that's, so that, that's what that's where the DS came in handy. Of course, the little touch screen on there with a the stylus. Like, it's interesting. I, I, is I'm really glad you said that because I actually played FIFA 06 on the DS as well. I remember my cousin had that game, and I remember him coming around having his DS breaking it out and just being in absolute awe of having a football game. That is, and like you say, it is actually really 
you know it's unique it has these features that we don't even see in fifas nowadays the ds was a great way of playing fifa and that is definitely something that people don't even realize 100 100 nice so what is the most recent game you've played george so literally the game i've been playing today and right now is um it's called the outer worlds um uh... so it's a um rpg game set in I guess, I guess the universe really. And that's the thing I've become, I've always been a fan of RPG games, always been a fan of games like Halo, um, not Halo, sorry, Skyrim, um, mm-hmm. and yeah. Obsidian, sorry, and like those games and, and the Fallout games, of course, as well. And this game just came on Game Pass and I was like, well, I'll give it a go. It looks quite good. And I was talking to um, um, Ibby, I think you might have had on the show already. Yeah, we have indeed. And he was very complimentary of the game. So I've been I've been playing it too much. I need to get some more work done. But <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I I've actually completed the game and I have a weird I feel weird. I'm not going to give any spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I the problem I had and this relates very much to what you said earlier, Gabriel, about completing the game and, you know, then having to go back and do various mm-hmm. side missions and the game does let you do that, so don't worry, George. You, you can complete the game and then go back and do everything else. But I, for some reason, when I was playing it, and I got it for free on Game Pass like you have, mm-hmm. I just ran straight through the main, the whole storyline. I didn't do a single mm-hmm. side mission. And I know that's like a cardinal sin of RPG games. Like, it really is. But I just, I, I almost completed it in like, under a week, and I was so confused. I was like, well, what, what have I done? And I thought I was just going around doing what i was supposed to do but then just ended up completing the game i was like oh, i don't really want yeah. to go back and do everything else i would definitely say like i think i don't know if that's the reason why but i think the way that game pass operates how like obviously you're, you obviously you're, you pay 11 pounds a month whatever but the fact that it's like kind of like in the netflix of video games like it makes me feel like the game holds less of a like a burden so like for example if you're speed running it basically like it doesn't you don't really think about it it's free yes if you spend 50 on a game, you want to take your time, want to really be slow and steady with it because you spent loads of money on it. I mm. think you've I think you've hit the nail on the head there, to be honest. And I genuinely that's probably what I did. Like if I for, for example, Skyrim back in the day, years ago, I would wouldn't even think about running through the main mission straight away. There'd, there'd be no reason, you know, I'd, mm. however much money I spent on it, I'd be going this way, that way, doing whatever. Um, but, but for some reason, just getting it for free, I was like, you know, I'm just going to abuse the fact that I can play this game. Literally. Nothing, yeah. essentially. And I just ran through it. But the game is brilliant. The style is fantastic. Uh, it's, it's, it's a weird mix between, like, uh, it's sort of Fallout, but more comical, isn't it? And yeah. in, in space. Like, like Fallout New Vegas kind of vibe, but yeah. also like Bioshock as well. Bioshock's a good one. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird, wacky mix between all of them. It's good, though. It really yeah, is yeah. good. Uh, it's a nice follow-on from my game of the week. The fact they're similar to Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Mm. So moving on, then, what is your favourite game of all time, George? So I've gave the, I've given this one a bit of thought, and mm-hmm. it's a really difficult question. I um, think I know what you're going to say. If you don't say it, I'm going to obviously say. Oh, go on, go on. Okay, okay. Let's do I a am... countdown. Let's do a countdown. Okay, I'm going to count down three, two, one, and then you guys are going to say the game. I don't think you'll get it. I don't think you'll get it. I, 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 now he said that. I know I won't. Now nah, we're doing it anyway. It. We're doing we're it anyway. So it, yeah. on on zero. Okay, you guys shout it out. Right. Okay. Ready. Nice. Three, two, one, zero. Red Dead Redemption Cod four. Two. Oh. <laughs> 
so good, Gabriel, good choice though. Fantastic guess. You do know me very well. Yeah. So COD 4, so basically a bit a bit of backstory about my gaming history is I was never allowed into 18s when I was younger. The classic. So Gabriel, like Tom back in the day, they were playing like Black Ops 1, <laughs> Modern Warfare 3. And because COD 4 was a 16, I was yeah. like, well, it's the best I can do. And I would just literally play COD 4 on my own. You were literally a genius at oh, it, mate. Yeah. I swear. Oh. He was like the best COD 4 player I've <laughs> witnessed by the end of it. Slapped that game way too much on my own back in the day. <laughs> so so if you were allowed to play these 18 plus games, are you telling me you'd be like the best at COD out of all your mates, Jen? Do you reckon? Do you reckon you've well, got it in you? I, I, I was actually, I was always good. I'd say mm. we were all, we were quite a good group of players, really, I'd say. Like, I remember we played a bit of Ghosts competitive um, play back yeah. in the day. I do yeah, remember. yeah. And I do, I, I would say for FPS games, especially Call of Duty, decent, very yeah. decent. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a great COD. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a great COD as well, you know, mm. COD oh, 4. Yeah. Great one to be stuck on. Like, if you're going to mm. get stuck on a COD and not be able to play others, COD 4 is a great one to oh, be stuck on. Imagine like, being forced to play. What was what does that Call of Duty that you had to jump around all the time? I can't forget its oh, name. Oh, Advanced Warfare. Yeah, Advanced Warfare. <laughs> imagine actually being stuck playing that game. Oh, oh, that, funny enough, it was actually really good. Um, so I was able to get Black Ops 2, kind of, because my friend yeah. had the game. So I played a bit of Black Ops 2, luckily, about my mum knowing. Nice. Sneaky. Call of Duty Ghost was also a 16, actually, funny Is enough. It? Oh, yeah. so I was allowed to get that game straight when it came on the Xbox One. I was very happy with that as well. Yeah, um, brilliant. But yeah, so I choose Red Dead, though, is because Red Dead 2, even though it's not the game I play the most, it's the game where I've sat there and I've literally just looked at the screen and like been so, I was so emotional at a game. There's no game that like sticks in my mind like Red Dead 2. And that's the reason why I chose it, just because the emotional effect it had on me, basically. So it's many people good. have said that. Yeah, so many people true. like we've had on have, have just said Red Dead Redemption 2 is the best game. And I it it makes me feel awful because I still yet to play it and I, I need oh, to. I know. It's amazing. I know, I know. And I've just got myself a, a brand new 165 hertz monitor um, with some saved up money. And I'm just, I can't wait. It's 32 inches, like proper big boy. That's uh, I just, nice. I, I, it's just a game that I need to play on there now by the sounds of things. I couldn't recommend it more. The story oh, I, is just, oh, it's just a masterpiece. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, without doubt. And I know that without playing the game. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it is a complete immersive masterpiece. That, and I know we've said that a million times on this show about Red Dead Two, but just the voice acting, the aesthetics, mm. the attention way to they, detail. You know, it, that's oh. it, that is the word. That that is the sorry statement. Attention <laughs> to detail, they get absolutely down. Like, and and Rockstar are renowned for it, um, even in their GTA games. But Red well, not Dead, the recent uh, releases of the. Uh, the remakes, however. Good point. Very good point. I downloaded yeah. it. It was awful. Yeah, yeah. We discussed that last week and I just don't understand. It's like, it's so weird from a company that's so prestigious just to go and do that to themselves. I just no. think surely someone's there like, you know, we are this mega company that's just produced so many mega games. Why have we just gone and released a bunch of uh, crap? I, I have no idea, but yeah. oh well, we move. 
laziness i think to be yeah, honest my, like it's a cash grab it is it is and and again rockstar unfortunately as much as i probably are one of my favorite game developers of late they have really had this mentality where it seems they don't want to release new games you know gta 5 is really outstayed it's welcome at this point you know what I mean? it's earning them so much money that's the I reason know. there's no yeah. reason why they should release gta 6 because they're just going to be wasting their own profit you know people will still pay so money true. for gta 6 when it comes out no matter if it comes out in 10 years mm-hmm. five years 15 so years true. as long as people are still spending money on gta 5 why 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 you know upgrade Sadly, you know? like microtransactions have just literally just changed the face of gaming in a very bad way really oh, like, 100%. Yeah. it puts me off i haven't even bought the new fifa game because like i i sit there and go oh it's so hard to build teams and like get without money yeah. Without money, and, I, and I'm still playing FIFA 21 because my I've got a decent team after a year, and I just yeah. enjoy playing. I don't start the time. That's all that really matters now. I feel like the the whole spirit around FIFA back in the day, especially when all your mates were playing it at school, was like you need to be in this competitively to have a good team. Like you, mm. you were almost you didn't care really what rank you were. It's just what te- what how good your team was in comparison to your mates, and yes. that that was definitely what forced me to spend money on FIFA back in the day. It was mm. it was the, the idea of packing someone good and, and killing that. But mm, so I think all of us can definitely identify with that one. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, we all agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very, very scared to admit how much money I've spent on that game over the years. And they have made it better actually i would say in terms of yeah Yeah. like you know they you can now preview packs as i've mentioned before Mm -hmm. before you go ahead and use fifa points to buy them but at the same time you know i completely get why you just sort of made the executive decision to be like nah i'm not about that and yeah Yeah. fair enough mate. i spent too much money on fifa i think it was fifa was it fifa 19 or fifa 20 during my second year i don't know what what was the fifa during second year guys yeah it was 20 it was was a 20 yeah Yeah, i spent way too much money and time on that game was that because of lockdown potentially yeah uh it was actually before lockdown i'm not gonna lie (laughs) yeah it was just i don't know yeah it was just pure sort of addiction and wanting to (laughs) i I packed messy really early on and that helped me and i packed uh, yeah and then i was just like well i've got messy and then I sold that. And then it was like, you know, when you get a taste of the, the riches in FIFA and you just can't stop <laughs> getting like more betting. rich. Oh, no. yeah. You, you, you yeah. win a one big bet and then you think, oh, I can do it again. Yeah, yeah. that is exactly it, honestly. But now I, I haven't bought FIFA since and I'm better off because of it, I think. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Nice one. So moving on to our next question. If you could only play one game for the rest of your life, what would it be? So this is also an interesting question because it's obviously linked somewhat to a favorite game, but it's not. It wouldn't. It's not Red Dead Redemption Two for me. Like I've played that game. I've replayed the story a few times in that game, and I didn't like the multiplayer. The multiplayer. Mm. I tried it. I've heard that. Yeah. It, really, it was. I didn't really enjoy it. So I would probably say Skyrim. To be honest. Wow. Yeah. Good choice. Like, yeah. So. I'd find the, the the main reason why is the modding culture around it as well, is it's almost endless in regards to the amount of mods you can do and change that game. So true. And it's and it's I've replayed that game over the years too many times, too many <laughs> times, and that's the reason why probably because I can just lo- I can just sit there and play it forever almost. Um, yeah, you you need yeah. to. You need to think about with this question. You need to think about, you know, your. I like to see it as you're stuck in a room 
with a TV and a game of your choice to play. The way I see it is like, how do I keep myself busy Mm. like for years and years and years? And your idea about modding Skyrim and the endless ability to do that is exactly what this question is all about. It's finding Mm. that game that you can just sit there and play over and over and over again. Because, I I mean, I picked Minecraft, for example, and that game's Mm. exactly the same as Skyrim. It has a bunch of mods and the... You know the ability is endless to 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 have fun, but games mm-hmm. like Red Dead Redemption Two, you know, there probably will be mods in the future, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. But at the moment, mm, two replays max, and you'll be probably getting a bit bored. Done with it, yeah, yeah. Like weirdly, like and Gabriel, um, I still remember the moment actually. Gabriel, I don't know if you remember this. I remember when you became Prestige Master on Black Ops Two. I still, oh, yeah. I've gone. You you blow my trumpet in. The Black Ops Two days for me because it was. They're, they're really nostalgic for me because I was never allowed to actually play it. So every time, I, so my mate used to let me borrow it. And obviously my mum would walk in every, every first person shoot looked the same. She just cared about what was on the box, obviously the 18 or the 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got to like prestige three or four and I didn't even own the bloody game. Like it was <laughs> yeah, it's mad. Um, and it just, that for me was my favorite that and obviously COD four, but the yeah. multiplayers in those two games just, don't come close to anything else. Like they are fantastic. and zombies. I know you're not zombies, necessary, but you know what I mean. Zombies. Black Ops Two Zombies was fantastic, mm. absolutely fantastic. Um, oh, I remember. Was it? It was it. Uh, Town was that the map? Town was definitely one of my favourite maps. Yeah. Die Rise. Oh, I played Die Rise and Mob of the Dead the other day. Oh, I went around my friend's house and he had the he had the game loaded up and I, I played that for a bit. It was so it was so sick. I completely um, I forgot how to do it, but. The Alcatraz mm. map. Yeah, Mob of the Dead. Mob of the Dead, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant map. Yeah. That's wicked. Probably one of the greatest zombie maps of all time. Mm. See, what's an interesting one, George, is a lot of the time when we get this question, most people, and I certainly said this, I, I said Minecraft because mm. obviously, yeah. and I know you're a Minecraft fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was probably expecting you to follow suit. So it's it's actually yeah. interesting you've gone and picked Skyrim. But it's I, a good yeah, one like, though. Good I was one. thinking, I was thinking Minecraft obviously it was up there because we have uh, us three spent like we have got very nostalgic memories of playing. Like mm. I still remember my first ever Minecraft world, for example, our little farms and whatnot. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still remember that. And I, I got up my PC, I started like doing like um I still remember like Hunger Games and stuff. Yeah, classic. And then obviously you could do it on Xbox, but I mostly did it on PC back in the day. Yeah, with, um, Ollie, Luke, Ollie, Ollie Lucas and Ollie I remember Brendan. Ollie Lucas. Yeah, yeah we, we used to do a bit of PC gaming back in the day. We had back up Black Ops One on the PC um, as well. Awesome, uh, which is good. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's definitely on the top five, hundred percent top five, top three probably Minecraft in regards to that. But Skyrim's just different gravy for me. Yeah, perfectly acceptable answer, George. Mm. Right. Next question then. What is your favorite way to play games, i.e., console, PC, phone, even? Well, as I've definitely touched on, and so I've always been an Xbox boy, really. Um, so my first ever, um, my first like thorough I was into gaming came from Nintendo. So I was had a Nintendo DS, then I got a DSi, um, and then well, I had a Wii as well growing up. So yeah. kind of, um, great console. Mario, Sonic, Olympic Games, unbelievable. Oh, oh my love it. God, yeah. Yeah. I forgot um, about that game. That was sick. Amazing. Yeah, Wii Sports Resort. Oof. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable Classics. game. Like that, it was that, there was the, um, the flying in Wii Sports Resort around the volcano and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. oh, I remember it. There's so one where the, you fight like down the, 
this that was it yes, like a longer fencing. thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was so, so good right, that, those bring up fantastic memories of my early days of gaming obviously mm-hmm. but it's it's gaming when i was obviously when i got to um secondary school um it was playing playing game like for example first time playing um playing minecraft for example in like multiplayer with like eight people nine people that is just fantastic and i've awesome. I've, I've had xbox ever since so had an xbox 360 then had an xbox one and i've still got my xbox one now it's still still surviving still doing well and yeah. i'm currently playing the outer worlds on it so i can't really complain Wickers, yeah no nice it's yeah, the nostalgia it's... isn't it isn't it? it's the nostalgia like it's mm. the 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 idea of you know coming back from school loading it up getting on call of duty with the boys just have oh, it having that we used fun to play it. gta 5 until like seven in the morning <laughs> Mate, yeah. it was awful it was yeah. awful oh. literally oh it was good fantastic. times <laughs> i remember my mum would come downstairs and i'd be playing xbox and i'd be like she'd be like what are you doing and i was like oh. i'm up for work yeah exactly exactly and it's interesting because i'm constantly being ganged up on by tom and billy because i am the only resident console player these guys are all pc i've and... moved i've transferred to, you know yeah, I I was... you went, tom. <laughs> yeah I, I my xbox is either in my loft or in my cupboard in my room collecting dust so yeah i've fully transitioned to um criminal pc gaming but i genuinely think pc master race and you know if you if you have well, a few couple grand lying about get yourself yeah. a gaming computer and you'll see the true you know like you've heard tom like as i said i i did used to play pc so i got i used to have a quite decent pc back in the day um and I used to play a lot of well, Black Ops One mm-hmm. and used to mod. I used to mod Just Cause Two, for example, back in the oh, day. Oh yeah, I remember getting you literally for the first birthday. I knew George. I met George when we were both in year seven, and I got him like Roller Coaster Tycoon for his birthday. So because oh, so I knew game. he was a yeah. like PC guy. So there oh, you go. Gabriel, that, you brought back up a fantastic memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Roller Coaster Tycoon Two and Three were unbelievable games oh, so so unbelievable and like i oh, that, that that's brought back a fan but yeah you've brought back a great memory <laughs> it's a great i've still, game, I've still got the it? game it's, some, it's somewhere around here um <laughs> even, like, even like games like sim city like all oh, those games all like, of them really got so me. good man i do love like, a simulator like, yeah like, yeah already... i'm a big fan mm. i'm a big fan yeah, yeah. definitely like on that just while we've got the uh roller coaster tycoon three in the room yes. have you played planet coaster at all yes i have now it is good right but i just find that roller coaster tycoon was actually a more complete and better game than even yeah. this game even though there's like five nearly 10 years age between them do you know what i mean it's really weird like you're not wrong at all so i actually replayed so roller coaster tycoon 2 for example was one of my first ever pc games and that was obviously a 2d but the game was very, oh, it had such co- like character. Like the mm-hmm. graphics were yeah. really good. For, I think it was Chris Sawyer who made, made those games. Yeah. And they held such, they were so, they were just fantastic. And then Rollercoaster Cycle 3 was made um, by a different organization, but mm-hmm. that was the first furrow into like 3D graphics for them. And like, it was, I remember you still obviously making custom coasters and then getting the, um, the camera, the first yeah. camera, like so oh, so unbelievable. Good. I don't know, like, Obviously, nostalgia is a very powerful thing, but mm. Planet Coaster is almost just too, like, I don't know. It's it's almost too real, isn't it? 
Yeah, real. I the, my biggest criticism of it is the fact that you, there's no unlimited aspect. Like your your mm. data count for the world is so small. You could build like six amazing roller coasters, and that's it. Then then yeah. the capacity for the map is done. That's the thing mm. that really annoys me. So yep. you can't make your quote unquote dream theme park anymore. Yeah. I find that really annoying. Do you guys yeah. like playing those games where? Because I know in in Planet Coaster they always give you you know like a little boost to start with i don't know what you would want to call it like little quests you've got to go you know you have such and such amount of money go and fix this park that's already pre-built story mode yeah do you like do you prefer that or do you just want to be given you know here's a thousand pound go and build whatever you want because i'm i'm more of that sandbox like you know start off with a thousand Mm -hmm. and then you build it from scratch i've never really got into that sort of you know those sort of modes where it would set you up in a pre-built world it's just not it's not the fun. Part, I, think, yeah, I think we're all in agreement. That's much like I'd find that a bit jarring. Really, I just want to like get on making coasters. You want to delete all of it all and then just yeah. start start from the beginning, wouldn't you? Anyway, so I'm gonna actually say I absolutely love story mode. I've nearly complete, even though I dislike Planet Coaster overall. I've nearly completed the story mode on that, and I think that's just because I'm such a sucker for like you know that whole rags to riches thing, you know, yeah. it's so yeah, satisfying yeah. And, and just seeing like you go from this a terrible theme park to then seeing this masterpiece that you created is mm. so satisfying for me. So yeah, but I understand why you, why you're more sandbox, mm. of course. Yeah. Know, that's where it's I, at. I definitely give a shout out to um, another game, Prison Architect as well. Um, I don't know if you heard of it, but it's, I, no. it's similar-ish, but it's basically obviously, key in a name you basically build a prison but it's mm. really cool like you can either do you can either be for example the really really nice give people really good cells good facilities be a fantastic person or you could actually be basically a horrible authoritarian dictator <laughs> yeah. like you can you can literally like apply apply for like government grants to create cells that are literally like a meter by one meter wide like it's oh my God. it's really weird and really fun um cool. even games like that like i don't know i would literally spend eight hours 10 hours just like sucked in yep. building it perfectly making it all pretty all nice and stuff yeah so, i get that love those games love those games yeah sounds really good actually i've never heard of that but yeah might have to uh give that a go There's a, there is an xbox version if you're interested well um, there we go um yeah I might have to. yeah exactly it's, that's a nice one i've got no excuse i'm gonna have to <laughs> check that out um so moving on to the next question then george who was it that got you into gaming? Well, that's, that's the interesting thing. I think it was, so obviously I've said, um, kind of got introduced to gaming because it was a kind of thing everyone did as children. It was, a like, as I said, had a, had a DS back in the Pokemon days, Pokemon oh, Pearl, yes. what a game. Everyone at school played Pokemon Pearl and Diamond, for example. Used to be absolutely addicted to Pokemon back in the day. Obviously the FIFA's on the DS, but it was more like the craze was playing Pokemon as a kid. And I think, I think the whole thing about gaming is the community and throughout life as, as Gabriel and as Tom knows, like we've always been surrounded by people who enjoy gaming. So mm-hmm. they was really big into DS stuff in primary school, then got to secondary school. Everyone played Xbox. Luckily there was no, there was a few PlayStation people, but mostly Xbox. Yeah. You're not friends with those people though. Like, yeah. they're, they're in their own <laughs> we, we group far away. But I think that is the thing. It's just like having like mates to play with and then basically having that community is gets you into gaming more and that's like it's talking about it like even like gabriel gabriel knowing that i liked p2 
PC games and buying a Rodico's Tycoon 3 for my birthday. Like, it's just the community. And I say it's just friends, basically. Yeah. And like, yeah. Having See, two siblings as well. As was well, it a communal yeah. effort, do you reckon? Just, you know, you were, you were brought in not by one person in particular, but it was just by the the way everyone was playing games at the time and you know 100%. it's just yeah you just wanted to be a part of the the community like there are some like shout i can shout out my cousin for example i remember going to his house and seeing him play call of duty for the first time and like getting really excited about it and, like, yeah same always, me. there's always there's memories like that but i'd say definitely it's a overall community collective yeah. i seem to remember you having a friend who i believe is the friend you borrowed call of duty off called paul I yes, seem to. I, I feel like he's got to be up there with a shout of uh, one oh, of yeah. the people that. Yeah, yeah, nice. No, yeah, very nice. My Black Ops Two love would never have been. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we are on to our final question now, then, George. Which is, what is an upcoming game you are most excited about? So this is this is actually quite an interesting one, and. I think I might. I think I mentioned it the other day, actually, to Gabriel. While well, we're playing Rocket League, I remember. Yeah, well, we have been playing Rocket League a lot recently. I've been enjoying that actually. That's a game I played back years ago, but we've been playing it more recently. Mm-hmm. But it is the new Harry Potter open world game, actually. I think. Um, oh yeah. So that game, so that game's been in development for years now. Always been rumored. These this game has always been rumored. I used to play like lego harry potter on my ds back in the day for example great and so obviously i'm a massive harry potter fan read all the books became a bit of an addict when i was younger understatement of the century this guy guy, as you could could probably recall like every like dialogue in movies as well like everything he knows yeah i'll happily out at myself um i did do a harry potter quiz representing my house in secondary school that's cool mate there it is that is cool And I'm proud, all right? I'm proud. <laughs> oh, that's all that matters. Be, that's all that matters. Um, but yeah, like, I think being able to play a game where, like, apparently it's actually very in-depth and it's very, like, you can choose to either be a, a good wizard or a bad one. Like, the, I th- I'm really, I mean, I'm really excited about having that creativity slash um, awesome. availability in that game. So mm. I, I'd still, I've seen, I've seen, like, one or two adverts for it yet. And I think it's coming out next year. Um, but, Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. not too and, sure. To no, another thing that I was going to say before regarding games nowadays, I was going to say about GTA, for example, mm-hmm. games that have been released during COVID, I've found have been not polished very well at all. So you can look at the new Battlefield game that's come out. Yep. Look yeah. at Call of Duty Vanguard. Look at um, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, yeah. And these games course. being released, are really, it's kind of scaring me because they've all come out during COVID and they've all been a bit, well, they've been badly made. And it's like, yeah, it's it's a lot to do with uh, the complexity of games now. I, mm. I think COVID's got a lot to do with it, but we've got to we've got to remember, you know, these these games are so in depth and so complex in the way that they're just run. You know, they're bound to run into errors, but it's just a shame that companies are avoiding testing their games as much as they yeah. much as they used to. I feel like they're just sort of bypassing that now, or maybe doing not not giving the games to as many people as they were in previous years i'm not too sure but i think covid's a lot got a lot to do with it as well mm. yeah it's, it's disappointing so I'll, I'll hold my hope my hopes are high for it but... fingers crossed it should be yeah good. i i'm hope because when you mentioned to me the other day i i always like in our new section of the show one of the things i always look out for the most is new games you know things to get mm. excited and when you mentioned it i was like how have i not seen this like this is amazing i'm really yeah. excited for it so it's a great suggestion george 
it's, it's, I've got an interesting fact, and I could be wrong, but I remember this off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure the last, one of the last um, Harry Potters came like out nearly 10 years ago now. Or something yeah. like that, isn't it? So it's like either nine or 10 or eight years ago. Was- I think you might be referring to, I, well, I saw a post on social media saying something like it was 10 years since Philosopher's Stone oh, came Was out. it 10 years? I okay. think, yeah. But even still, that's that's pretty mental. Still mental, oh yeah. gosh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, like, Harry Potter's very interesting now because, well, what Warner Bros. are doing is they're creating the greater universe in the films now, with obviously the Fantastic Beast films, yep. for example. Mm-hmm. So they're really, mil- they're really milking it. because they should. Like, I- I've read the Fantastic Beast and where to find them. It's not a very long book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're doing well out of it because, obviously, it is all, it is, they're basically really, they're doing well keeping the universe going so I'm, I'm happy with more films really yeah, that, I'm not I'm surprised they haven't taken it further quick quicker to be honest because mm. they've got they've got this um, perfect world that's been made up you know this wizarding world that's got so much to it and they've always mm. like in the books and in the films have always hinted to to various like, places outside of Hogwarts and mm. Diagon Alley and all those places I'm yeah. just it's, it's just blows my mind how they haven't yet and then obviously they are going to do with this this new uh, game but mm. why have they not explored it further yeah like for example like I, i'm i keep obviously nerdy me is coming out but i I've, i know a lot of law for example in regards to harry potter and there's like <laughs> there's like there's an african uh wizarding school there's a japanese wizarding school like there's things that we don't no one's ever mentioned or touched on but they'd be really interesting films oh, like so much be, potential like, mate like for example one weird fact here's a weird fact for you yeah go on um, apparently in, if you're learning magic in africa you don't use they don't use wands wands basically are an apparatus to control your magic but you don't actually need it you can be wandless magic so for example wow. a big difference between i don't know magic in different um, cultures, I guess, which is quite interesting. That is really so interesting. This is, this is what I mean. Like, it's so in depth. Why have they not? Why are they not taking this? You know, and milking it for for what yeah. it deserves to be milked. Milk you know? it. I would happily take. I'd yeah. happily <laughs> take money for that. <laughs> defo, defo. I just realised as well. I said that it was ten years since Philosopher's Stone, and I'm completely wrong. It's twenty years, isn't it? Yeah, it's twenty years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Twenty years. That is mad. That is unbelievable. So it must be. Cl- it must, surely, it must be close to ten years since the the last the one. Last yeah, one, you're then. right. Surely, yeah. something ish. So yeah, remember I think it coming Ruby out. Hello's during... came out. I can't remember. Was it 2012 ish? 2013? Yeah, it has to be, surely. Yeah. Can't be any later than that. I still remember Bart bar going to, on the day one to um, the cinemas to watch that film. Oh, yeah. Oh, good lad. Unbelievable. Don't blame me. two weeks early. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, I think that basically concludes the interview section of our show. George, thank you so much for coming in. You've been an amazing guest, like, talked about some really interesting stuff there. Uh, and thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. It's been great. I appreciate great it, George, mate. You. Take thank care. You've leveled up. Okay, welcome back to the Hitbox. We are now approaching our final section of the show, our weekly news roundup. So every re- every week, Gabriel and Billy tell me what's been going on in the past week of gaming. We're going to have Billy send in his weekly news i won't be able to react to it unfortunately but i trust in him to give us some good information uh and gabriel obviously you're here with us so you better you better be telling me you know making up for billy's absence in terms of telling me what's been going on because i need to be filled in 
Well, here I am, Tom. And I do have a very important bit of news starting off. And it is to remind everyone in the community that this week marks the release of the new Call of Duty Warzone map. I have moaned relentlessly on the show about this game needing a new map, and it will finally be released for everyone on Thursday, the 9th of December. If you do happen to have Call of Duty Vanguard, then you are granted 24-hour early access to the map, so you can play it from the 8th. The map is called Warzone Pacific and is set on an island somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, as you can obviously tell. It looks vibrant, colourful. It just looks like the perfect change, to be honest. There'll be new vehicles, new contracts to complete. And I've also heard that there's an exclusive mode that just uses Vanguard weapons, so the new Call of Duty weapons. And in that version, you can actually get in a plane and there's AA guns on the ground that other users can use to take it down. Now, as far as I'm aware, this won't be in the full Warzone game for the time being, but sounds to me like something is going to get added in later on, if that makes sense. I feel like they're trialling things. Precisely, mate. Precisely. The update will also include a ricochet anti-cheat system developed internally by Activision, which should result in the end of hackers touch wood. So they've basically put loads of energy into making this anti-cheat software that's going to be in place at the time of the new map's release. And hopefully we won't have people hiding under the map and shooting you from below. You know what I mean? Fingers crossed. All that stuff should be a thing of the past. My next bit of news this week is more for our PC listeners. NVIDIA, who are famous for producing some of the most sought-after graphics cards for PC, are rumoured to release their new entry-level graphics card in January 2022. This was initially rumoured to be on hold until quarter two of 2022. However, now is expected to have an earlier release date. Theoretically, the RTX 3050 should outperform the current RTX 2060 in most tasks thanks to its newer Ampere architecture. In saying that, the RTX 3050 could have less VRAM operating on a narrower memory bus, so the RTX 2060 could actually be advantageous in some areas. So that's something to bear in mind if you are thinking about investing in this. Either way, pricing is obviously going to be crucial in determining whether this is worth it for you. But I think it's a great thing to to bring to your attention, Tom. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got a 2060 in my computer at the moment. So it's interesting to see that there's, you know, an entry level in a 30 series now coming along that is, Mm -hmm. you know, worth, well, good price of good value for money, should I say. But yeah, I mean, I don't know whether I'd personally take the switch just due to the fact I have a 2060 and maybe it is better, but I think I'm looking for mainly a a better upgrade in the next few years. But at the moment, I think I'm going to stick with my 2060. But yeah, a good, uh, sounds of it is a good entry into the 30 series for anyone that's looking for a new graphics card and has, has maybe the the lower 20 series or, or even, even lower before that. Excellent. All right. Is that, is that it, Gabriel? Is that all your news sorted? All my news, Tom. Perfect. All right. Well, we're going to hand it over to Billy and you guys will hear him now. I'm back. It's still one person. I'm pre-recording all of this because COVID. Blair. Uh, but I'm back for news things. I have two bits of news this week. Uh, my first bit of news is the Jingle Jam. 
So if you've not heard of the Jingle Jam, the Jingle Jam is an annual uh, charity event that happens at Christmas. It's happened, oh, this is the seventh, I think, Jingle Jam, like, that's under that name. They did a couple before that. It's run by the Yogscast, the uh, sort of gaming community YouTube group. I don't really know what they are. They're a company. They, they a bunch of, like, famous uh, British, famous, famous British YouTubers and Twitch streamers and stuff are part of them. They do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but they run this every year. Uh, they, they've raised like two million pounds already this year, which is almost as much as they raised entirely last year. And they're only the first week into it. It doesn't last all the time. It only lasts two weeks. So, so it finishes on the 14th. So you've got like a week left um, to, uh, to, do, to, you know, get in on this because the Jingle Jam isn't just give money. Like oh, that's part of it. Obviously you want to give money to charity, but part of it is also there is the Jingle Jam games bundle. It's been a sort of a consistent thing. So currently for £35, uh, I think it's about $42, um, you can get $800 worth of games, including my game of week this week. That's where I picked it up is, is Cluster Truck. That's in it. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. There is loads and loads of games in it. Um, and this year, for the first time ever, uh, anybody is allowed to run their own uh Jingle Jam event. So normally it's just like the, there's like the actual Yogscast event and they are sort of, how do I put it? You know, they, they, they stream it and they have all these events and it's all scheduled out and you can go check it out on like their subreddit and stuff. But this year they're allowing other people to run their own events. So you can pick like, oh, I, I want people to donate to this charity and people who donate to, to them as part of the Jingle Jam, it will send them money to the charity and be counted in like the overall score. A score in the overall sort of like total donations. Which is really, really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, just to give you an idea of what some of the games in there, there's Ember, which is like this fight, cooperative firefighting game. Uh, Northguard, which is like a co-op... Uh, how do I put it? Not a co-op, sorry. It's, it's like a, a an RPG, MMO, RTS type thing. I'm not really quite sure what that one is, but it looks cool. I, I kept that one because I gave some of these games away. Because uh, I had some of them. Like Surviving Mars. I already own Surviving Mars. Um, but that's on there. Ultimate Chicken Horse. Witch It, which I think, Tom, you mentioned as one of your Game of the Weeks a little while back, is, is on there. So you can pick that up. Um, there are some really like, adorable looking games in there as well. There's this, this game called The First Tree, which seems like a really cute exploration game that I'm quite excited to try at some point. But yeah, as I say, $800 worth of games. A lot of stuff in there. Absolutely recommend opening that up. If they have any left, I'm not sure if they do anymore. They only had a thousand bundles. So, you know, limited supply of those. Uh, but yeah, they, they're great. I always recommend going to the Jingle Jam. Pretty much every year, it, it's definitely worth it. And for my other bit of news, my other bit of news is uh, that Sony are trying to put together a competitor to the Xbox Game Pass. So if, and you guys know what the, the Game Pass is, um, but Sony are putting together the service. It's expected to launch. Uh, sorry, it's expected to launch on springtime. Uh, it's going to combine PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. Uh, it's currently coding Spartacus, uh, which is cool. So PlayStation Plus is sort of gives you you know your free month of the games, and it's required now for online PlayStation games, which I always think is a bit of a pain. Um, and then you've got. Um, 
PlayStation Now, which is you uh, gives you sort of the ability to stream and download older PlayStation games. Uh, there's there's some stuff that's not quite set in stone about it yet, but it's apparently going to have like a three tier system. So you've got tier one, which is going to be basically just PlayStation Plus. You know, you've got your free games and you've got your online access. Uh, tier two, which is also going to have uh, PlayStation Four and PS Five games, uh, and then you've got the third tier, which is also going to have. Um, you know, you, you're, you can have demos and game streaming and access to a lot of old titles and PSP games and all that sort of thing. It sounds really quite interesting. I mean, it's, it's a bit odd to see that this is sort of uh, a thing that's just, just happening because, like, Game Pass is like 20 million people and it's considered a pretty good uh, deal. I don't know. You guys would have to, have to 